What's up, guys? Um, so this is the first episode of Six. And as you can see by the title, um, it's going to be based around the role of relationships in well-being. So here we go. Uh, where do I start? So this whole journey started for me with me having to write a school essay on love. And it forced me to realize that I had probably never really loved anybody in my life up to that point. I think there will always be an innate blind connection with family, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I crave the company. In love, you crave the company of your loved ones, and I guess you want to feel close to them and be with them as much as possible. But prior to my parents' divorce, I felt no connection towards any family member. It was a really rocky road, and my relationships kept on fluctuating. There was no stability, and I knew that it was so bad and something actually needed to change. Like, I didn't even speak to my siblings. A child's parents should set the example of what a functional relationship is. And I had no role model to look up to in terms of relationships. I learned that not talking to somebody was normal. Like, my dad would not talk to me for three days. I would get a bad mark on a math test and he would not talk to me. I was living in fear of what would come out of his mouth next. So I was actually modeling my relationships based on what I was exposed to. But my friends were my only relationships which helped me escape reality. We have always wanted the best for each other. And I realized that I had the capacity to love, but when it came to family, it was not so easy. But I've come a long way in the past two years. Post um, the divorce, my mom suggested I go for therapy. I had to conquer the stigma that males don't go to therapy as my dad never believed in therapy. So it was hard for me to go to therapy without wondering what, you know, my dad would think of me. But I realized that therapy can be a life-changing decision. Bottling up one's feelings can lead to mass destruction. I personally believe that major diseases can be caused by undoubt, stress and anxiety. The stigma of men not being emotionally attached to themselves is really something of the past in my mind. Women don't want bravado men without emotional connection. And I just wanted to fix myself and be the best person I can be. It's not always easy and therapy forced me to delve into my thoughts and beliefs. What was particularly helpful in therapy was a session when my mother came with and provided insight into um, my upbringing, which gave an honest you know, account of what my childhood was like. She was an ambitious woman um, who devoted crazy hours to her work. And although she was switched on in terms of what was going on at home, um, her lack of availability made it difficult for me, especially since I struggled to engage emotionally with my father. I could never go to him for any emotional problem. 
So my therapist was able to generate some ideas of why I was where I was at that stage. Why I craved a tight relationship. Why I struggled with various anxieties throughout my childhood. For instance, I suffered from terrible, terrible sleep anxiety at a young age. I mean, I kept on thinking that we would be robbed. And I felt deeply insecure. I also went through phases where I could not stop washing my hands. And I had spouts of seriously obsessive behavior. My room had to be tidy and everything in place. Like nothing, like OCD to the max. But although I developed good coping skills to overcome these behaviors, the deep insecurities reared its head in different ways as I matured. The main issue was a complete paralysis of my feelings. I had literally shut off and blocked out. I did not feel. I was going through motions in a blunt way. I had no feelings at all. I honestly did not know what it like did not know what it felt like to be happy, sad, scared, disgusted, you name it, so on. Then I met a girl and damn the floodgates of emotions came literally rearing in. It felt like I was crashed over by a massive wave of sensations which knocked me out to the point that my brain was racing. It honestly felt like my brain had been shocked into an electric current of racing feelings after lying doormat for most of my life. Well, it may sound exciting, it was actually frightening. I was not used to the feelings and had and had to be medicated to cope with the massive onslaught of these emotions. She was actually the first person with whom I could open up with in a way that I could never do so before. It was hard for me, although, as she was way more emotionally advanced than I was. But I guess she was too advanced for me at that stage, and although we broke, off, we broke up after seven months, I learned a fortune through the relationship and she had a massive impact on me as I became acquainted with my emotions. But now the challenge was to really get to know them and understand them and develop them. So this is lesson number one from from me. Um, so although it may not be easy, um, it is really important to try find someone with, with whom you feel comfortable and who does not put pressure on you to be someone who you aren't, where you can be natural and still emotionally connected to them at the same time. You don't need to feel this pressure to please them. And all we have in relationships all we have in life is relationships. The best way to get in touch with your emotions is through relationships. Someone who allows you to connect with your emotions in a raw and authentic way, whether it be a friend, a family member, a therapist, a lover, yourself, 
or even possibly your God. The older you get, the harder it is to change, especially if you live in a rigid way. And now the youth are more open to change. They accept diverse views and want to improve their mental health. But I've realized that change comes with a lot of hard work and commitment. One really needs to change and work hard to achieve success. If you don't have the solid emotional well-being or you are emotionally blocked, it is impossible to access your intellectual capacity and talent. One needs to unblock their emotional trauma to access their intellect and succeed. There were times when I would sit at my desk and literally not be able to concentrate or take in anything. It was honestly like my brain and thoughts were covered by a thick, dark blanket which needed to be lifted, but I genuinely didn't know how. So in summary, for me, the gateway to discovering my emotions and entering into a healthier state of well-being was through safe relationships. Emphasis on safe and trusted relationships. By having the freedom to express yourself in a way where you don't feel judged nor the pressure to please others can enable you to start exploring feelings. Shutting down is destructive and not helpful despite what I have may convince myself. It literally started with my mother forcing me to use, to use the words, I feel X, Y, and Z. The more you practice, the easier it becomes. And honestly, even if you do it on your own until you find a safe person, one needs to start feeling to be comfortable and to be honest and validate their own feelings. In hindsight, I realized that you live in an environment, that if you live in an environment where um, you don't feel safe to share your feelings or your views, it's honestly not healthy and can lead to a terrible sense of well-being and emotional hostage. So the first step is to be aware of the undercurrent threats in your home and attempt to remove yourself from relationships that feel unsafe or threatening as a way to protect yourself. Nowadays, the minute I feel on edge or uncomfortable with anyone, I realize that the relationship is not a healthy one, even if it has, even if it does have other advantages. As a teenager, it is not always easy to have the sense of judgment though, but what I've discovered is through listening to my gut, I was able to come to the correct solution and we just need to access we just need to access it if it gets covered up. So that's the end of the first episode. Thanks so much guys. I hope you enjoyed.